Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement Podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world, anyone from professional custodians all the way up to presidential candidates of other countries. One day, my big bodacious dream is to interview the top leaders, POTUS, current and previous that are still alive um, in the country that I reside in, the land of the free the home of the brave, the United States of America. I believe that they could give you some insight, some wisdom, some perspective in helping you to live a life that you're happy with and not focus on negative circumstances, if you can help it. And sometimes I also speak on spirit-led conversations where I feel um, in my faith system, the creator of the universe puts on my heart to speak to you about. And this morning I was drinking my coffee, writing in my journal, and I've been tracking my sleep and to help myself keep accountable and whatnot, and I felt this little nudge. I want you, Erin, to speak on chivalry. And I was like, huh, all right. Well, I don't know too much about it, so I'm gonna look up the definition, and I really like the definition online, and this is just, uh, from, it looks like Oxford languages, just just doing a quick Google search. And the definition of chivalry is the combination of qualities expected of an ideal knight, especially courage, honor, courtesy, justice, and a readiness to help the weak. And I thought that that was interesting because uh, I love all of those qualities And I'm going to share just impromptu um, because this was obviously put on my heart moments ago. So this is not something that I've pre-planned. So however the the topic goes throughout this episode, um, take what you love, leave what you don't, and hopefully take some action at the end to live a life uh, more fully towards uh, the desires and the design that you've been uh, created to be and maybe adding a little more chivalry if you aren't yet. So again, that definition is the combination of qualities expected of an ideal knight, especially courage, honor, courtesy, justice, and a readiness to help the weak. The first thing that stood out to me is courtesy. Um, I believe being courteous is something that you can learn to be better at. And if you are are shown role modeled examples, uh, maybe in your upbringing or in your school system, or if you're in the workplace, or if you live with people like uh, roommate situation or whatnot, and the first level of courtesy I remember growing up. Um, I grew up in a westernized traditional mom and father parenting situation where they were together in one household and uh, I I heard a lot about the courteous desires from my mother. I was the youngest child and I was always curious about um, I'm a peacekeeper of the family so if you're the peacekeeper of your family you uh, desire to um, have peace in your family. (laughs) You desire for everyone to get along. And 
Um, anytime there was a level of maybe frustration or there was arguing going on, I would come in the middle and I would try and like figure out what was going on to see if I could help them um, to stop fighting because I just desired to have peace and love in the family. And I remember one day there was an argument, something about the shower and something about the clogged drain and just something silly. And, and my mom said to me, now, Arian, in the future, with your partner of whom you choose to be with, one courteous thing you can do is if you have long hairs, to gather them together with the tissue and throw them in the trash so that they cannot say that your hair clogged the drain. <laughs> uh, being courteous. So that was an example of that. Um, I think just in general, learning to be courteous towards others um, can start in your upbringing, but if you didn't grow up in a household with parents or adopted parents or living with your grandparents, maybe you just grew up like in an orphanage or maybe you were an abandoned child and you um, or abused um, child growing up and you went from foster home to foster home and everybody parented differently, everybody's rules were different and so you learned a lot about how to be courteous and how to just kind of go with the flow um, whatnot. Uh, there, we all come from different backgrounds, all walks of life, um, but I believe having a level of courtesy towards others is something that is important, even if it's something that you might not agree with. I learned something in graduate school. Uh, one of my friends I had met my first year, and then my second year, she let me live with her um, half of the week because I was commuting across two state lines um, doing a kind of like a step-parent role and whatnot, and she taught me how to be more courteous. I thought that I had a pretty good level of um, courtesy, but one thing that she did, she would always check in with me and say, hey, I'm going to the store. Uh, do you need anything? Or, hey, do you mind? Um, do you need the bathroom? Like, just little things like that, because we shared one bathroom between the two of us, and she would ask me first. And I thought that that was the neatest thing. I asked her where she, where did she learn it from, like if she learned it from her upbringing or if she was in the Coast Guard. Um, she said, I think I just learned it just just in life, just living with different people and having different roommates and things like that. She's like, I just desire to not change anyone else's behavior and just let them be themselves. Um, and I just think it's just... Um, it's just like common practice. That's, I think, her response to that. Um, so we can learn how to add more chivalry to our behavior by making sure that we're intentional about being courteous towards others. Now, keep in mind, if you're having a rough day and there's a lot of stressful things that have happened to your, you, your emotions might be off, uh, your focus might be off, you might be a little bit irritable. Um, if you're in pain, maybe you have some back pain or... Uh, if you're a lady, you're going on your period, you know, all kinds of things might make it more challenging for you to be courteous. So you might have to be even more intentional on those days um, to check in with people. But um, guarantee people will treat you with respect better if you treat them with respect and have a level of courtesy towards them. And if they are still rude to you, those are people that you can kindly give some distance towards 
that's my two cents on courtesy. (laughs) So, um, other aspects of chivalry, um, courage and honor. Those are two very, very powerful words. So courage, uh, there's some great movies that demonstrate courage. One of my favorite all time movies, it isn't that old, um, it uh, came out, I want to say, maybe like around 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. I had heard about it at a direct sales regional training. This really neat lady, and she's actually going to be a guest on the show in the future at some point. We've been trying to schedule it out. Uh, she is a former lawyer and top-level leader um, in this direct sales company that I was a part of. And she is um, a mother, and uh, she has birth children as well as adopted children, mixed biracial family, and really neat perspective. Um, she recommended this movie for all of us to get our minds in um, a more imaginary state to dreaming bigger than our circumstances. So if you are desiring to have something greater in your life, I recommend watching the movie, um, especially if you are a woman. It's great for or if you have, if you are a parent and you have children that are um, little girls, to teach them to dream big at young ages and whatnot. So the movie is called Joy, and the storyline behind it is essentially this: this woman is an inventor. She's a creative person, um, and it's it's the story of all of the challenging circumstances. She is the caretaker for her family, her father, her ex-husband. Um, our children and she's working and she's trying to get this this product this invention um, to market and it's the struggle of getting it to market being stolen from these people literally steal her invention and make her pay and cause confusing things through the um, patent trademark office and all kinds of things it's an incredibly inspiring um, level of courage because she continues on she does not stop her focus her drive to share it there are days where she wants to give up uh, but something within her tells her to keep going and I think it really stood out to me for courage because um, right around that time was I went to this training I believe I was working at the psychiatric hospital where this whole move happy thing began. I believe that's that's when she came to do the training towards the end of my, I was only there for 12 months. And at that point I had, I had actually created uh, the move happy group therapy program. I was a 16 week program. I was asked to create another program um, teaching of vocal lessons and whatnot. And uh, one of my colleagues taught juggling and another colleague uh, taught like comedy and like public speaking. And we called that one performing arts. And then I created a third program for transitioning out to get their mindsets ready for life back in society to get them mentally prepared. And I also had done two one-on-one customized uh, therapy offerings for those that needed extra attention um, from staff members, but they just didn't have the time on their plates. And so I got really, really quick and efficient and effective at my job. And during the same amount of hours, I was able to add more value. Um, And that was the same year that my father had passed away, my third day on the job. 
Um, a few months prior to that, my divorce had finalized. Um, financially, I was struggling, but I believed in something greater. Something within me told me that I just needed to just continue adding more value and level of courage. And so watching that movie, it was like, yes, um, thank you for this recommendation. I want to continue dreaming bigger because if you are a human being that desires to make a difference in the world, you can't stay stagnant. You're either growing or you're declining and having courage means that you have to step out and do things that maybe you've never done before. You have to step out and take risks that you might actually fail at. And I, I really enjoyed watching this, this actress portray this real story of this real woman that invented a product and then later towards the end, I don't want to be a spoiler if you haven't seen the movie, but uh, she goes on to invent many other things. So I really encourage you to watch it if you haven't yet. Um, it's a great example of courage. And um, I would say I've got a lot of learning to do, um, but I am grateful at how I was designed because I am not afraid to fail, take risks um, in life and Within reason, I've had to learn through the spiritual guidance of my husband, actually, who advised me that, Aaron, you have a rabbit spirit. Uh, sometimes you need to slow down, and so you need to learn when it's okay to have to utilize that rabbit spirit and take action and be courageous. And sometimes you need to slow down, pay attention to an owl or... I'm just giving examples of animals to give you kind of perspective of slow and steady, the tortoise. Pay attention to your surroundings. And so I've been learning to listen to um, the creator of the universe's desire for me in movement, steps, progress, pace. And we've had an incredible amount of growth of this brand without any external funding without any business loans, um, without any grants, because um, it's very confusing to apply for grants and uh, the time factor, because I moved across the country to help a family member adjust to single parent life um, in the middle of trying to grow this brand. I've had to change careers many times um, because people didn't have proper um, setup in their workplace for my medical conditions and didn't accommodate my medical conditions. Um, got stuck in another state during the pandemic unplanned uh, because I was dealing with domestic violence um, as well as just the factor that we all were shut down and I didn't want to die when doctors were not testing my roommate for the condition or the diagnosis because at that point in time the knowledge available they said there's no way you could have it you're only 20 something years old or 30 something years old and they refused to test my roommate well I have diagnosed asthma as of uh, 26 years old they reversed the diagnosis with another test but I still believe that I have it because the test the acetylcholine challenge test you go in a hospital setting you sit down 
and they add this medication into your body and simulate an asthma attack. And they said, if you have asthma, then you'll have an attack. But I did my research for a year on asthma and I created a project with songs and dances and I educated myself. And there are 12 different common um, signs and symptoms that, you, that could be your triggers uh, for asthma. And for me, um, sitting down and having the medication, it was, it was a cool, calm environment. It wasn't extremely cold. It wasn't extremely hot. I wasn't stressing myself out from physical exertion. Um, so I still believe that I have it. And so I was concerned at the time uh, because the information they were releasing of people that were dying were of the high-risk categories. And asthma was one of those high-risk ones. So I did not want to put myself at risk, but moving back to the house that uh, <clears throat> was being... Um, inhabited from people that were not being tested from doctors in the region that I lived in. So that was a very challenging time. So I had to have courage to live in a new area, get a new job, because I was driving people for Lyft. That was how I was making money, and I was networking, and it was really fun. But all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, that was extremely high risk. So I had to change that pattern of work, and I got an incredibly great gig. Uh, there was no medical benefits, but I was a highly paid nanny, essentially. I was an educational coach for a 10-year-old son of a rich IT director, and uh, t took, him, took him to any appointment he needed. We did a lot of outside exercise activities. Uh, they hired me because they loved my Move Happy content that I had done without going to school for. I had taught myself social media. I did learn some training for uh, the Facebook app from that direct sales company, uh, but it took a lot of courage to do a lot of this stuff up front, um, you know, starting the content, teaching myself the content, writing copy online, doing a blog, starting the podcast without any prior knowledge, just looking up information online, taking risks uh, making mistakes and keep pressing forward. They actually had called my boss that had hired me at the psych hospital where this whole move happy thing did um, start. And um, their hiring person spoke with her and she reached out to me and said, yeah, they, they reached out. I hope you're doing good. And, and he said, she said nothing but great things about you, Aaron. We're really excited to have you on board. I was paid to work with one child, uh, the equivalent of, I would say, 10 to 12 years of teaching experience with a master's degree, teaching 30 kids, 28 to 30 kids in a classroom and having to create my own curriculum, uh, working just with one kid. Um, they hired me because they were going to hire a therapist. I saw the paperwork in their house because they were having me do um, different kinds of jobs after they hired me, and I saw the paperwork they were looking to hire a psychologist to help their child, and they were also going to hire a nanny. So they got two in one, and it was an incredibly great gig. I, I was paid well. They did not offer me medical, um, but that was okay because um, at that time I was just grateful to have income because a lot of people were losing their jobs and losing their family members, and um, I just was taking care of myself the best that I could, um, staying isolated, 
making sure the place that I was staying at, the woman uh, was an Airbnb host, and she let me stay there long term. I was paying her on a weekly basis, and she liked it because I was helping her cover her mortgage, but she had type 2 diabetes. And this family started asking me, they got really bored because they made 50 G's a month at least. They wanted to start traveling again. But we weren't supposed to be traveling at that time. And they were stretching the boundaries as human behavior as we do. And they had the money and the resources to do so. So they had me hire um, call for a limo for their family, um, his parents as well. So they had the grandparents involved in it and schedule a time to pick them up at the home and have them travel to another country. And he asked me to pick up his son's friend. And I was like, mm, where's his friend been? And just little things were outside. They were stretching the boundaries of what was considered uh, protected behavior at that time for the pandemic. And I said, I have some concerns. Uh, when you do return from your trip, if you don't mind getting a COVID test done, just to make sure that uh, not none of you are contagious because I do live with an elderly woman that has type 2 diabetes and I do have asthma. Um, they denied that request and let me go with no severance. And... I had, uh, right around that time, I had to figure out where I was going to go, where the housing situation uh, had no income now, <laughs> and I was not feeling courageous at all. And, however, I continued to work that whole year and was building out my network and was interviewing all kinds of guests on the show. People were sending people to me for the show. Um, we had an incredible level of growth. Um, I had also expanded Move Happy across three continents through an internship program. I had created my own uh, offering for work situations called Work Happy Workshop. And... Uh, was teaching my interns how to schedule appointments for uh, the sales opportunity to uh, to sell the offering. And unfortunately, I had to shut that down uh, because my day job income had been cut off. Um, and I also was professionally hacked from people that made it look like it was international, but it was, it was contractors from our government. Um, I know that because the president of their organization, or I should say the former president of their retired alumni organization, was a guest at my party. This online event I had created out of nothing. Um, I didn't know that part of his background because I didn't know how to do due diligent research because I was still learning social media. And at that point, I only had a smartphone for four years, so I was a preschool preschooler when it came to smart technologies and his front business his nonprofit um, involved animals and was great incredible and um, he and I had great energy on the show when he was a guest on my show and I wanted to honor him and I love one of my areas of genius is to bring people together 
I'm really good at it. It's effortless for me. It brings me more energy and joy. And just like I am the peacekeeper in my family, I'm the peacekeeper in society. That's how I was designed. And I had invited him to this event. Well, this woman had uh, been working for over a year at conning me into believing she was good. And um, she was, you know, from Hollywood, big in the music industry and all kinds of things. And her husband had lost all of his income because the government wasn't allowing for us to work with certain countries. And that was where all of his contracts were tied up. And so... At that time, she had conned me into believing that she would be a business advisor and coach her, and her husband attended this event. She got to meet him directly, and she told me um, after the event that in 30 years, she had been, she had desired to be invited to business opportunities with her husband, and he'd never invited her in 30 years of marriage. And after one time in my event, her husband invited her to go on a business trip. And she said, Erin, you're changing people's lives. You have so much love within your heart. And I believe she was authentic in her feelings because I do bring people together. That is my area of genius. However, she had um, a spirit of division and that was stronger than uh, the other aspect. And Access to all the money in the world, she told me. Convinced me to send her and her husband an Excel spreadsheet of all of my business plans, future plans, because she was going to get me funding from her group, her private group. She said, now I can't guarantee anything, but previously they have paid for people's homes for five years. Can't guarantee you anything, but Send me this information. Erin, we love what you're doing. We want to help you. Well, things turned sour real quick. And right at that time when I had gotten professionally hacked into, um, people were personifying as the person that I was seeing. Uh, They were getting us to argue, which is um, what cybersecurity people say happens often from Asian countries that um, go in and attack other countries, they get them to think that they're um, arguing with each other when really it's people that are just personifying as you, pretending to be you within your own technologies. It's incredibly deceptive. And uh, we're still dealing with the case. The FBI is is the ongoing case for two years. But what I believe um, in the intricacy of all of it is there was a team of people that were trying to destroy my brand, my business, my reputation, everything, and make me look like a mentally insane person because there is this competition that has been going on. I found out about it from this same woman in 2020 that they are adding an ambassadorship to every country in the world, a global mental health ambassador position and somehow through the grace of the creator above I'm in the running I'm a nobody I just had this clear vision in 2018 when the creator told me on my darkest day Aaron this is your purpose you are going to help people find happiness from within and you are going to help end global suicide and depression by bringing people together. These are the three pillars of your business, mindset, 
community and fitness. You are going to use all of your areas of genius to help change the world for the better. And I have believed that to be true. And I have not just believed it in faith um, with words, but I have taken action every single day. I have sacrificed time with my family. The woman that conned me into believing that they were going to be sending me money to help me with my brand had hired this government leader, this president of this retired alumni organization had paid him payment to take me out of this world. I know it to be true because he connected me to my hero of 2020. And I believe he took the payment from her to make it look as if it was real so that she wouldn't hire anyone else so that he would have all the intel but what he didn't realize was she was going to continue asking him for favors for two years to steal from me. And enough was enough this year, a little bit ago. Enough was enough. The creator told me, no more. You're not going to post online anymore. You are fully capable of posting, Aaron, but they have been stealing from my daughter long enough. So much so that they caused division within my family. I had gotten married to my hero of 2020 this year. And one of the aspects of the definition of chivalry is honor. The man that took the payment has dishonored his mentor because he connected me to his mentor for protection in 2020. He dishonored him. And he's dishonoring his whole brand, his non-profit brand pillar, honor. But the creator above told me that I will forgive him. I am called to forgive him when he connects us to top level leadership and apologizes in front of them. Then we're going to shake hands. We're going to hug it out and we're going to move forward and we're not going to speak on it anymore. But until that day happens, until that day occurs, this Move Happy brand is completely on pause as well as our, our nonprofit arm for veterans and first responders, Erin Nicole Ministries, because not only did they steal from my business, move happy for two years, emails, contacts, blocked conversations from Ivy League professors wanting to help us this year, all kinds of BS, illegal felonies, not only did they do all of that, but they also got my personal bank account shut down this year and our nonprofit bank account because they personified as Republicans, listened in on my prayers when I was praying to the Creator above for help, for assistance, when they forced my husband and I to be separate right now. conned me into a financial trick to believe that I was going to be a brand ambassador for an energy drink organization that was a legitimate 
company that is a legitimate company and the funding group, a medical group, is a legitimate medical group. They have been doing this all over the nation. It is time for people to wake up and take a stand. It's time for the rich to stop stealing from the poor. And until that day of harmony and peace comes where he and I shake hands and he apologizes to his mentor, my husband, for what he has done to my family and all of the people that we could have been helping this year that we aren't able to because we are having to pause everything right now. When that day happens, we will move forward. We will forgive him because that is what our deity, our faith system tells us to do, to forgive 70 times 7. But you can't forgive someone Well, you can't let go of something that the Creator tells you to hold on to and protect. You have to fight for injustice to be corrected. Otherwise, people will walk all over you. And you won't make an impact in this world. Now time's a ticking, and I know this person. I know this person has chivalry. I know this person is feeling within their conscience that they would like to correct the wrong, but they are so deep in it that they're not sure how their business is not going to be shut down. I imagine this woman threatened to get his business shut down and probably threatened to sue him because she threatened to sue me as well. But here's the thing. She will be in prison for life and or have the death penalty if if I reveal any of the real stuff that she did to me and her name, which I still have the option to do. Um, When you lean into your calling that the creator of the universe or whatever your belief system tells you is your calling you might have people come into your life that just desire to destroy you because they're not happy with their own lives and it's easier as Tony Robbins has often said it's easier to tear down a building than it is to build one up it's easier to pull somebody down to the negative than it is to pull them up to the positive. It's just, that's just how it works. It's easy to give up. It's easy to forget your focus. It's easy to say, nah, it isn't worth it. Because it takes real work. It takes resiliency. It takes courage. It takes honor to lean into your calling I really encourage you to not give up your chivalry. Even if people have wronged you so far bad to the point where uh, you have to completely modify how you communicate online and in person. I don't tell anyone my location anymore, not even my mom. That's, That's what these people have done to me. Because my mom doesn't live in my state. 
And the only way I communicate with her digitally is through an internet device because I can't call her on my phone. I had to get a second phone so I could call my mom. But if I want to see her, I have to use an internet app. And these people can hack in at any time without my knowledge. No one should have to deal with the constant chronic level of fear. And I'm not afraid. I wrote a song about it in graduate school. I am not afraid. But the creator has called me to something great and has called me to be a wise steward of my time. And if I was to share my location with my mom and someone that is paid to take me out of this world found out my location then I wouldn't reach the calling. So I've had to learn how to be strategic with what I say to whom I say. Two years I've, I've had to learn to deal with this bullshit. One of the smartest, richest people in the world desires for our previous leadership to be in power. Success leaves clues. I desire for everyone to get along. That is my personality. That is what I've been called to do. And I can't wait for that day when both our current and our former leadership will be in the same room and their spouses because spouses have a powerful way of bringing perspective in calming situations. It's why when you have a well che welfare check done, if you haven't heard of one of those or a wellness check, um, they actually have officers come without their uniforms on and they bring a woman because they de-escalate the situation. They bring a sense of calm, peace, and harmony. When you have spouses working together from our top-level leadership, gaining perspectives from both political parties, that is where the opportunity for unity, harmony, and peace can occur. It's time for the men to stop playing bullshit games and destroying our nation. There is no space for chivalry, honor, justice when you have your teams and you spend your money destroying other people. When you could be working and spending those resources on helping our nation, helping the homeless, helping homeless veterans. We have so many homeless veterans. My husband and I helped feed 50 families last year. We filled my car up from a local food bank and we helped feed over 50 families. Some were veterans, some were not. We didn't ask them because it's none of our business. Pregnant women, children, 
sleeping in tents in the middle of winter in the snow in our nation. Meanwhile, the rich are stealing, hacking into technology, stealing from me, stealing from other people. Many other people are getting hacked into right now. It's unacceptable. My husband and I have this act that the, the, act, the idea came to me before um, I met him, and I actually shared it with this former president of this alumni group that has been defunded that came to my networking party. He came to my house for two days and provided me security detail protection. I shared this idea with him. I only had the bits and pieces of the revelation that had come to me, but it's called the HOPE Act. And this year when my husband and I got married, we discussed it and we got more details in it and we started planning and preparing it. That is something that we will be speaking about with our top-level leadership. In addition to this meeting where this man will apologize, he is in the process, I believe, of setting up this meeting because it's important for him to not lose his nonprofit business. It's important for him to not disrespect anymore his mentor. I could care less if he doesn't want to deal with me, but he disrespected someone that he respects and he knows that, and he's been feeling shame for a long time, trying to figure out how to fix this situation. This is how you fix it. The HOPE Act will help add revenue to our nation without adding any extra costs. I've been extremely resourceful my entire life. I have had to be. This is utilizing things that are already available in our nation's budget and helping to empower those that are homeless, all the way up to working professionals. Anyone could be a part of the HOPE Act. Adding more revenue. Adding more hope. And this is directly connected to helping end global suicide and depression. Because when people have financial resources and they are the ones creating it themselves by putting in the work, it gives them a sense of self-esteem, confidence, And it teaches them about money that maybe they never learned. So then they start strategizing how to utilize their money more wisely and being good stewards of it. I'm really excited to to discuss the HOPE Act with our nation's leaders. My husband and I are in this together. And I believe that will be the day that my husband and I are reunited. So TikTok, set it up former president of this alumni group. Can't wait for you to get your shit together and start acting like the man that your wife believes you are. I don't believe the creator gets upset when we curse. I think the creator gets upset if we curse the creator or the Holy Spirit. So keep that in mind. I do apologize if you're offended by curse words, but that's me. That's my real personality and if you don't like it oh there's 2.4 million other podcast shows you can listen to my job that I've created 
responsibility for myself or I should say the creator has assigned to me my job is to help remind you that you're not alone in this world to help remind you um, if you're being lazy to put a little fire under your butt I'm still working I've had to move like eight times this year like six or eight times because these people have been harassing my family and caused division financial stress I imagine they reached out to purchase the home of my former roommate's friends because they're in the military and wanted to buy their house so that I would have to move. Like, all kinds of weird stuff. But it's okay because I'm still alive. I still got a purpose. I'm going to keep on moving forward as you should as well. I could spend all my energy and time being angry at these people and pissed off and what they've done to me. But I learned this really good lesson from a Tony Robbins video a couple years ago. He said, allow yourself to feel the frustration, the anger. But he said, what I do is I don't want to I don't want to stay angry and waste all that time and energy that I could be spending ha- uh, time being happy and productive and making more money. He said, I don't spend any more than 90 seconds in a negative emotional state. Now, this is something you have to train yourself to do. Um, I'm still working on it. Um, but finding things to shift your focus on. If you can't change a circumstance, maybe you can change your attitude towards that circumstance. Ask yourself, what is the meaning behind this? How can this benefit me? How can this support me? Shifting the language of which you ask yourself questions can help change the thinking process for you and help get your mind in more positive spaces. All right, that's all I have, folks, on chivalry. If you uh, liked the show, if if we added any value to you today, it would mean mean the absolute world to us. If you would share the show with somebody you care about, maybe jot a couple sentences down, put it on social media, things of that nature. Um, we'll be back posting online as soon as, as soon as that uh, former president of that alumni org that has been defunded. Uh, gets that meeting set in place and you'll know the first post that we have will be me and all of our top level leaders in the background like I'll be in the center or maybe I'll be on the side I don't know however they want to do it um that'll be that'll be our comeback post um not sure when that day will be uh but I'm believing and I'm speaking it I'm speaking the future as if it's already here. Um, that's what affirmations are, uh, because I believe the creator put this this business, this this heart-changing business, this world-changing business on my heart for a reason. And nobody can steal from you unless the creator allows them to. I actually wrote a song about that, and maybe I'll release that song next. So stay tuned. And if you want to check out our downloads for the Listening Room competition, um, first level downloads, um, we'll do the invites out at 10,000 downloads. Uh, so we got a little ways to go. And that's a private exclusive concert where I'll be releasing music uh, first and have some uh, guest musicians as well share some original music with you um, as a thanks for helping us to build our brand out. All right, love you guys. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.